Welcome to the Stories Matter podcast with Jaden and Emma. On this podcast, we share and hear testimonies and along the way experience and discover how Jesus works in mysterious and powerful ways to heal, comfort, and bring joy into different lives and stories. We can't wait to experience the goodness of God alongside you, and we pray that you are able to see God's faithfulness through these stories and fully understand the power of your own story that is used for the kingdom of God. Oh my goodness, our first podcast episode. This is so exciting. <laughs> this is just crazy. So fun. Um, okay, so we're going to start off this podcast talking about our wins of the week, because this is something that Jaden and I do yeah. all the time. We always do it to catch up, so we thought you guys might enjoy that too. Yeah. <laughs> so Jaden, what is your win of the week? Okay, I think this week... I had a Bible study with my sister and one of her best friends, who's also one of my close friends, and they're both a little younger than me, and it was just so fulfilling for me to get to meet with them for coffee, and we read Matthew, and it was just so good. They had a lot of great points, and we got to really dig into the Word and talk about trusting God, and I just left feeling so fulfilled and just feeling like that was my purpose in life, which was so good. That's so fun. It was awesome. Uh, that's the best. Mine's pretty much similar. Um, I My one of the week was doing FaceTime Bible studies. You guys will hear my story soon, which Leah's in it. But this is the first time I've done a FaceTime Bible study, and it's been so fulfilling and so great. And she just is so hungry for the Lord and it's very refreshing to be around. That's so good. So that's just been so fun. And um, she just absolutely is soaking up like every information about the Bible that she can and anything that I point out that she didn't see, she like is always like, thank you so much. And it's just the cutest thing ever. That's just so awesome that you get to walk with her through this stage of life. It is so sweet. I think I'm getting more out of it than she is because- It's just so fun and so inspiring that she, she like also does not have a Christian community in Seattle. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that she's just fighting for it so much and she's just willing to be on FaceTime with me for like 30 minutes to an hour every week is so fun. And like, it was my idea to do it a while ago and then it just never happened. And then it was her idea to like do it for real this time. That's awesome. That's so she is invested. Yeah. Her heart is super in it. And also like, what going back to your win of the week what your viewers don't know is like Tatum Mm -hmm. is so excited to read the bible too yes yeah they're both my sister and Tatum are both just so excited to dig into the word which is so awesome to see and I just am so lucky that I get to experience that with them and get to be the person to just kind of meet with them on Sundays and read Matthew it's just so fun being around People who, like, have a new fire for the Lord. Yes, especially people a little younger than you. It's so sweet to see. So fun. Yeah. Well, so basically what we are doing here um, at the Stories Matter podcast is we are going to be sharing testimonies. And so right now that looks like me and Jaden sharing our testimony first. Mm -hmm. And so in this episode, um, Jaden's going to share hers. But in future episodes, we're going to have on guests just from like teenagers that we see are pursuing the Lord and we just want them to come on and hear their stories and some of them we have made a list and some of them yes. we know their stories some of them we don't and this is just an exciting way to kind of create a new fire in ourselves like seeing how the Lord 
is working in other people's lives mm-hmm. and just learning more about him. Yeah. And so this is so exciting for us. Yes. We're going to get to experience God's glory through other people, which is so awesome. Yeah. I was so just learning this week on a podcast about how you have to put yourselves in situations to see God's like glory. And you have to purposefully yeah. and intentionally do that if you want to stay on fire for the Lord. And so Man. I hope that you guys get that a little bit through this podcast. Yeah, that's so good. All right, Jaden, do you want to kick off your story? Yeah, I do. Okay, so backstory on my faith. Uh, my parents became believers just shortly before I was born. Um, so I grew up going to church every Sunday. And my parents um, were always just very involved in the church and very on fire for the Lord. And I kind of got to see them, how they were growing in their faith as I was growing up. But at eight, my faith first became more personal to me when my sister was stillborn. So my mom had a fully healthy pregnancy. Um, She was 40 weeks pregnant. And we lost the baby when my mom went into um, the hospital to have her. She had no heartbeat. And so I got to go into the hospital and meet my sister, Kate Ryan, and hold her. And it was just really crazy to see how the community surrounded us, how people came to the hospital, how people did my laundry for months after, brought us meals, um, cooked for us. It was crazy. And I really felt like I experienced the love of Jesus. And Mm -hmm. I also got to watch my parents fully depend on Jesus uh, during that time Mm -hmm. just to get through it, just to get out of bed every day. Mm -hmm. And so all those things really led me to realize that, okay, like the Lord is real, like he's important. He brought my family through this really hard time. And I decided I want to take my faith more seriously. And I decided I want to get baptized. Mm -hmm. So my parents bought me a little baptism workbook and I worked through that over the next year, and at age nine, I was baptized, and I don't regret that decision at all, but I will say that, like, at nine, I did not know how to pursue the Lord, Mm -hmm. so I just kind of kept going about my life as I was before, and Mm -hmm. so I went to church every Sunday, and I spent the rest of elementary school, middle school, early years of high school, just kind of, like, making what I thought were, like, the right decisions, like, being your typical good Christian girl, but, like, it wasn't coming out of a place of love for the Lord. It was just coming out of places. I kind of like want this and I go to church on Sundays, but I wasn't fully living on fire for the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, but my early years of high school, my relationship with God worsened when my brother was diagnosed with type one diabetes when I was 15 and he was six. And that was really hard because I was questioning God's goodness. I'd already lost one sibling and now my brother had this chronic illness. And I was just like, how can this little innocent boy be going through this right now? And so I really was questioning God, doubting him. And then I started struggling with anxiety and body image issues and developed an eating disorder that took over my life. And I struggled with that in secret for a while. Um, But eventually I opened up to my parents and I entered into therapy. I worked with a dietitian, had doctor's appointments, all those things. But I didn't really have any hope. Um, I was making a little bit of progress and then going backwards. It was just this constant cycle. Eventually, though, I decided to start pursuing Jesus more. And I had a really great community of friends that were pushing me towards him, that were following him fully. And I was in on that. And I was trying to take Jesus more seriously. I was trying to read my Bible every day. And I began to start rooting my identity in him and 
who he says that I am. And eventually I was at this worship night and I just felt so convicted that I was treating my body so horribly and it Mm. is something that Jesus named good and fearfully and wonderfully made. And I was neglecting it and I had done so many horrible things to my body in like the past year. Um, So I just kind of repented and people had told me like, your brain is just different than other people's, like it's okay. But really I knew what I was doing. And I do think maybe parts of my brain do work differently than other people, but I did sin. And so I just really repented and confessed, and that really marked um, true healing for me after that. I felt like I didn't struggle with eating anymore, um, and I haven't struggled with disordered eating since. That's so good. Yeah, it was crazy. And that's not to say I don't still struggle with body image or anything like that. I still sometimes have those thoughts and doubts, but I haven't actually entered into disordered eating habits after that moment, which is so awesome. I'm so thankful for. Yeah. Um, for sure. But yeah, since that moment, I just continued to pursue Jesus with even more fire and just fully fell in love with who he was, who he is. And I was started working on being more bold and just like sharing my faith more. And that's when I first got involved in something called Zero Hour, which we have in Kansas City. And that really taught me how to be more bold in my faith and how to disciple others practically and walk alongside them, which I'd say is a really big part of my testimony because that's when I first realized that I can actually do something with this faith that I have and that I'm not too young to start discipling and pouring into others. And so that's kind of where I'm at now. Just that's so good. Fire for Jesus, ready to do anything. That is so amazing. So, okay. First of all, explain a little bit on what Zero Hour is. Okay, so Zero Hour is this ministry in Kansas City. It's in, I don't even know how many schools, but I used to always say 11, but it's definitely more now. So maybe like like 20, I don't know. I think this year, now all the Shawnee Mission schools have them. Yeah. And then, I don't know about Blue Valley, but I think that there's most Olathe schools have them. Yes. And then like some some Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. But basically, Zero Hour clubs are in these schools, and Zero Hour clubs is for Christians to come together, and they pray over um, your their schools, they set goals for discipleship, they're really focused on reaching other high school students, but doing so through relationship, and really building relationship, loving on people, and eventually, if spiritual conversations open up, taking that opportunity, but also not forcing it, it's all about relational evangelism, basically. Yeah. Um, and then once a month, all the zero hour clubs meet together and sometimes we worship and pray. Sometimes we hang out and eat barbecue and we just do different things. But it's yeah. really about equipping students to go reach high school students, because as students, we have a better opportunity for that because we're peers and we already have that relationship rather than like a youth pastor coming into schools trying to talk at them. Students are going to be a lot more open to other students talking to them. Yeah, for sure. It's, like, about equipping students to go to other students and tell them about Jesus and walk with them through, like, their testimony and all that, which is so awesome. So me and Emma have both learned how to be really intentional with discipleship this year. Yeah, for sure. And taken it a lot more seriously than we have our previous high school years, so. Yeah, it's been awesome. It's been so good. Um, Okay, so take us back to... Mm -hmm. In your testimony, whenever you said that you were 
suffering in silence in your eating disorder Mm -hmm. and you finally told your parents what brought you to that moment because I feel like suffering in silence is just like a natural human thing of like I mean it's kind of ironic because I feel like people complain a lot but also then once it's something serious people feel so isolated Mm -hmm. And so I just think that that's something that people can relate to. So what brought you out of that moment to go tell your parents? And then what, like, after that, what goodness was brought out of that? Yeah. Yeah. So I think what really made me start to tell my parents was I was scared. I felt horrible. Like, my hands were shaking. I was cold all the time. Like, my heart rate was really low. Mm -hmm. And I was scared. I was really scared that, like, I was like, if I fall asleep, like, I might not wake up. Like, I was very scared for my health. Yeah. Um, but it had been that way for a little bit. So I think that night, my parents were already asleep. And I think it was really just, like, God, like, pressing, like, Jaden, tell them, Jaden, tell them. And then the fear combined. I was like, okay, like, I have to do this right now. So I, like, I went into my parents' room late at night. And I, like, went right up by their bed. And I was like, Mom, Dad. And I woke them up. And I just, like, told them everything. And it was really hard. But it was so needed because I then did get help that I needed. And things definitely started looking up a little bit, even if they didn't get completely better until later when I started pursuing Jesus more. But it was helpful to have people in it with me that I could go to and talk about it with. And yeah, just and then after that, I also like was able to like read books about eating disorders, hear stories of healing and like, mm-hmm kind of try to start that healing process yeah like after it you got out of your system you were then open to like okay what yeah I was at least like kind of trying to recover it was going kind of going back and forth but yeah yeah also with eating disorders the earlier you start treatment the more rate you have of of um actually recovering the more success rate you have actually recovering so I think it was really great that I told them when I did and I'm happy it didn't go on any longer oh for sure I'm thankful for it. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Me too. Yeah. So, okay. So, how, from your eating disorder, how did you heal spiritually in that process? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it took me a long time to heal, like, fully, spiritually, I'd say. But when I really started falling in love with reading the Bible, That's when I started, I'd say, spiritually healing and falling Mm. in love with who he is and really learning who he called me to be. And I read a really great book, Breaking Free from Body Shame, and that helped me a lot and really pointed out all like the verses um, about who God says I am and what he says about my body and renaming what I named about my said about my body with what he said about my body. Oh, that Um, was so good. So that was really good. And then, yeah, I just, like, slowly drew closer and closer to the Lord, but it took a long time um, of therapy and everything after even I stopped with the disordered eating to heal fully, Um, and I think parts of me will still always be healing from that a little bit, because there are really hard moments that I'll always remember, that I'll always have with me, and, like, I still just, like, random memories from, like, that time when I was struggling pop up, and Sometimes I just have to share them with my therapist or, I don't know, write them out, things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, But my relationship with Jesus is healed. And so I'm so grateful for that. Yeah. Did you ever, like, lose hope in that process? Yes. I 
100% lost hope. I very vividly remember driving home from like one of my first couple therapy appointments and my mom was driving me and she was like, do you have any hope, Jaden? And I was like, no, I don't. Shoot. And that really like hit her yes. so hard. And she's been in the same spot as I had with struggling with eating disorders. So I think she probably knew that yeah. I felt hopeless and I'm sure she's been in the same place. But yeah, I definitely went through a time where I did not have any hope whatsoever. And I don't remember an exact moment that changed, but yeah, I just remember waking up being like, this is never going to get better. Like, I'm done with this. But I don't know. I don't know when it changed, but it was 100% Jesus because yeah, I the therapy and everything was helping, but not enough, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> like you needed Jesus. Yeah. Yes. Oh, for sure. So whenever you're going through that healing process, share like how how that happened physically for you too Mm -hmm. yeah so I was really bouncing back and forth back and forth between like gaining weight losing weight like all those things feeling sick feeling healthy and it was I actually kept getting sicker once I started going to therapy and stuff like it was slowly progressing getting worse and worse and like at one point my dietitian was like you're you cannot exercise anymore you're not allowed to play soccer anymore and that like really hit hard oh man um but which backstory jane's been playing soccer like pretty much her whole life for a long time and i didn't actually have to stop playing soccer i consulted my doctor but (laughs) (laughs) but it was getting worse and then i was starting to read my bible and everything and it was like getting a little better, but still nowhere where it needed to be. And then I'd say once I fully surrendered and repented, then that's when I like I never entered disordered eating again, which then that helped me physically recover. It's finally starting to feel strong again, happy again. I remember like a couple months after, like I felt like I received full healing, like going on a walk with my mom being like, I just feel so strong and like healthy. Oh, that is so which sweet. Which was so sweet. And Obviously, it's really hard for people recovering from this eating, eating disorders to get physically better because your body changes. Mm-hmm. But I also brought so much joy back into my life and happiness back into my life. So it's kind of both. But as I was physically recovering, I was also getting closer with Jesus and got continued reminders of how um, he sees me and how he sees my body. And my body really is like the least important thing about me. It's who I am. Mm. that really matters and that's what I remind myself on a daily basis if I'm struggling that my body is my the least important thing about me um oh that is such good word yes oh my goodness (laughs) that like hit me (laughs) glad glad I could give you that word I don't know where I got that from but someone told me that (laughs) shout out to whoever told me that I don't know who it was you own it now yeah copyright Jaden Swam. (laughs) (laughs) that is so awesome so like how do you feel like the Lord is encouraging you even like this week this month in this past year summer Mm -hmm. like where are you where are you at with him like are you feeling encouraged or even are there any struggles that are still like left over from that Mm -hmm. yeah what's your update yeah I think body image will always be a little hard for me and I think it's hard for a lot of teenage girls for sure especially in the summers so I definitely still struggle with that and I'm still getting used to a body that is fully healthy and strong and how it should be Mm -hmm. and 
So I think like I still struggle with that a little bit and it takes some getting used to, but I have great people in my life that remind me of my worth and I get to process that with my mom and my therapist and everyone around me. Um, and Jesus, obviously, I pray a lot about that and I root my identity in him. So I've continued to struggle with that, but I've also continued to find encouragement and healing. Um, but this summer, I've also just felt so hungry for God and to learn who he is like never before. I just want to learn everything about him and I'm trying to learn everything about him. And so that's been really, really awesome. And I felt like I've also taken more action because of that. I've just been trying to see where the Lord wants me, who the Lord is calling me to and trying to pour into others around me and also trying to find places where I get to be poured into. Yeah. So this summer has been so good. It's been a really great summer full of joy and even yeah. in the hard moments I felt like I had so much unexplainable joy because of the Lord so it's been really great that is amazing I also just like want to encourage you for a second in the mm-hmm. sense of like I was able to like see I mean obviously I didn't know everything but I was able to see like whenever you opened up to me in serenity about your eating disorder mm-hmm. it was still pretty fresh yes and so Um, I was just able to see like you go through the hardest moment in your life and then Mm -hmm. also just like really dig out of that in the sense of like you're one of the most spiritually on fire people I know and that has been such a like a quick turnaround (laughs) like it's It's, actually insane it was very sudden healing but yeah thank you and it's just been amazing to be able to disciple others with you and just Mm -hmm. experience god's goodness with you and it be inspired by each other like yeah i am just so thankful for what the lord has been doing in your life because yeah. he's done a lot through you to me i guess yeah thank you <laughs> and i'm so grateful that you and serenity both got to be there with me yeah. through all of that because i would so not fun. be where i am without my I mean, community it wasn't fun but it was no it was good. so good <laughs> for our relationship and I don't know. We just really hold each other accountable yeah. and just constantly push, you toward, push each other towards Jesus, which really, really helped me heal yeah. and become closer For to the sure. Lord. So. Which also, backstory, if you guys don't know, is Serenity is one of our best friends, too, where yes. she like has walked through life with us, mm-hmm. and we've all met our freshman year and got really close. Yes. And so, anyways, Serenity will be on the podcast soon. Oh, yeah. For sure. Oh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what, okay, so every guest that comes on here, they're going to share a verse that has to do with their testimony. So what is your verse that you feel like is special to your testimony? Okay, so my verse is Second Timothy 1-7. A classic. classic. <laughs> it's a classic for me. Okay, I talk about this all the time. Um, but it is, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but one of power, love, and sound judgment. And especially just the first part stands out to me, for God has not given us a spirit of fear. And yeah. I think I've struggled with anxiety for a long time. I didn't know it probably till high school. But it's just such a reminder that I, it was such a reminder that I could face this eating disorder and do all these things that scared me because it was paralyzing fear to eat some foods that I hadn't eaten in a long time or, yeah. I don't know, give up exercising as much as I was, things like that. Mm-hmm. and I was so terrified, but I knew that the Lord had not given me a spirit of fear, and I could own that and claim that, 
And obviously, it was so scary. You couldn't just say that and then be like, okay, like, it's chill. But <laughs> I was comforted that yeah. I was made by a creator that literally gives me courage and bravery and strength. And he wants full healing for me. Mm-hmm. So that was just a verse that really encouraged me. And then it's still been so good for me because then I started yeah. living in boldness to share out my faith. The word of the year. My word of the year is bold, guys. I'll probably say it every single podcast because <laughs> I say it literally all the time. Um, but yeah, my word of the year is bold. And so I have been working on not living in a spirit of fear and sharing my faith, pouring into others, doing all those things. Which you've done a great job of. terrify me. I mean, this podcast is a yeah, representation of that. bold of me. but it is scary to share your story whenever you don't know who's listening for sure um and I used to feel a lot of shame around my story or like just shame sharing that I struggled with an eating disorder but here I am now who knows who's gonna hear this she's made it (laughs) (laughs) so fun that's so awesome well thank you so much for sharing of course. And I hope yeah. that y'all enjoy this podcast. Yes, thank you so much for listening. And we hope to see you next time because Emma Peck's up next. Hey, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Bye. We'll see you soon. <laughs>